This episode of Toys on Tap is brought to you by Elite Sweets, the donut makers. Damn, they're good. You ever look in the mirror and just realize, man, I'm fat. I want to lose this fat. I did that back in September. I started a weight loss competition with my best friend. And we looked in the mirror and realized, man, this is the biggest we've ever been. And honestly, what it is, we ate too many donuts. That's all it was. Before we started the weight loss competition, did some Googling, trying to figure out where I wanted to go. And Elite Sweets was the brand. They came up. They've got three donuts that are so good. Chocolate, birthday cake, cinnamon, sugar. You do not want to miss them. They come shipped in a box that's refrigerated. Put them in the fridge. You can heat them up, grab them on the go. They're good cold, good hot. Oh, so good. I can tell you that I'm down 30 pounds. I'm excited about that. And it isn't without the help of Elite Sweets. You can find them on Instagram at elite.sweets. You can find them online at elitesweets.com. Also, if you go on and you purchase some of their donuts and you enter Abraham 15, that's A-B-R-A-H-A-M-1-5, you get 15% off your next order, which is dope. A-B-R-A-H-A-M-15, Abraham 15, boom, that's the code. So go on, buy the variety packs. You will not be sad for doing so. Those donuts are so damn good. Death by Toys in the house. Boom. This All right. is what we're talking about. Good to meet you, dude. Hey, in person. Yeah, I've seen you go on like DKE stuff and seen interviews there. You are so rad. Let's just get that out of the way right there. You are so rad. Thank you, dude. You make good toys yourself, my man. Hey, thanks. That's that is a huge compliment from someone that is doing as well as you are in the game. So well, thank you, dude. Let's we got to start all the way at the beginning. Why did you start with toys? What what's going on with toys? What made you say like this is what I want to do with my life? Uh I don't know, man. I mean, I never started collecting toys. I just never stopped buying them from when I was a kid till now. So it's just all been all right. Just nonstop. So whatever it was when I was a kid, that's just what it's been ingrained. So I've never not enjoyed toys. It's always been the 80s too. Um, yeah and from what I liked as a kid so is there like a specific toy like or toy run that you're like that's the one I collect or that's the one I bought the most of yeah I did the old Kenner Star Wars line yep. like most of us real hard I collected a lot of He-Man Castle Skulls, one of my absolute favorite toys yeah most of the real iconic stuff is the stuff that I just love so yeah he-Man and Battle Cat, I think, are right above me there with the Falcon, that. which is another one. So is what do you P- collect? So here's the crazy thing. I don't collect toys. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're like so, Dano, Banano, who also, yeah. he just collects Nintendo stuff. So it is only as of recently that artists have been sending me, like, they'll want to trade or uh, every once in a while I'll pick up a piece. But my collection or whatever it is now, I think I have 10 pieces oh okay of yeah, like so, stuff from other people too who's yeah like basically okay yeah well, right so it's really is there other community thing is there other stuff that you collect or anything that you are weird when i was about? oh yeah so well okay okay hold on let's start first i have an inner thing of like i don't want to be a hoarder i am always at fear of being <laughs> a hoarder <laughs> i have an addictive personality like anything yeah, that's okay. worth doing is worth doing till you're an addict for me. Like that's my thing. Sure. Go extreme or don't go at all, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. And so as I was a kid, I would collect, I mean, like different card games that would come through. Um, I collected Star Wars. So I wasn't alive when they first came out. Okay. But then what are you, in I, your 30s? I'm a 30-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Okay. So, uh, I started collecting when I was young. But I was so fascinated by the creatures of Star Wars. Oh, okay. So I had like shelf after shelf of all the Star Wars things I could get my hands on. And then massive bookcases of only the animals. Oh, okay. Like a Rancor, Tauntaun, that kind of stuff. And I wish I could (laughs) say like, oh, I only had one. But it was like 
oh, I have like seven do-backs or like nine tauntauns. <laughs> and yeah, so, sure. Yeah. And as a kid, my, I remember my mom being like, hey, don't you have like six of those? And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. great. Right. Yeah. yeah. We'll have seven. Yeah. And now one. they can play together. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, like, yeah, I, I collected that. But as of now, that's it's funny. like whatever religious art I can find, like that's super funny to me. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. Right on. Uh, yeah. So I just picked up. Uh, I don't know how to say the name of the toy people. It's uh, Ruka R R Y C A. Maybe they make R Y C A. Oh, Rika, Rika. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a lot of religious stuff, like storm stormies on crosses and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So and I just picked great. up one of those, and it was like, it's like my idol. It's my golden yeah, that'd idol. Be right up your alley, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> totally. Rika's great. Which, um, like, right into your stuff. We have God's pubes. We have the cosplay set from Jesus. We got the gay elephants. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, digging deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, where? Let's start. Well, hold up. Before we get that far, like, what's where's Death by Toys come from? What, like, that name? Where, where's that about? I don't know. I'm just kind of morbid, and yep. um, I rebranded my site, which used to be like kind of a toy blog. That used to be Chicago Toy Collector. And when I started posting more customs and less like toy news and stuff, uh, I wanted a new name. And I just spent a couple of weeks kind of thinking of stuff. And that's where I landed. Uh, I think at the time, no, I was married. I had a couple of kids. I don't know. I was probably more depressed than I am now. So <laughs> whatever brought me there, uh, it worked. And little research to get the domain and that kind of thing, make sure I can and all that. Yeah. And um, kind of landed there and haven't looked back, I guess. I love it. I like Death do. by Toys. That describes all of us bootleg toy makers. Yeah. yeah. All of us collectors, like toy collectors too, kind of get that yeah. feeling of just like pile this shit on and let's all just die in a mountain of Star Wars figures together. And that's yeah. fine. And this is, so this is your full-time job right yes so you're i think you're you might be the only one i've talked to that that is so true and like that is your thing right uh yeah that this is what i do for a living you mean yeah uh yeah i mean i don't know who else you've talked to so i don't know who else but um, like i'm even trying to think like i don't know any other toy makers maybe suck lord yeah i think suck lord gets by on this killer does Uh, um pete does uh i mean a handful of us um yeah, I do. I mean, it's, you know, you get some lucky breaks, yeah. you know, you take some gambles. I think there's plenty of us, too, that have given it a whirl that, you know, it doesn't always necessarily work out. And there's been weeks where if it had gone that trajectory for me, this would not have worked out. And then yeah. there's other weeks where if it went that trajectory, it would be, you know, better than it is. So, um yeah, I feel fortunate that this is what I get to do yeah. for a living. So And it's rad. So how are you like staying inspired? What do you like cuz you're are you're all over the place with what you create, which is dope. So how do you what do you grab from? Uh so for me, I kind of always have something in like a handful of different pots. I have like stuff that is so like from start to finish, I'll always spend, you know, a good few hours just with my notebook. Uh, brainstorming and you know it's a lot of like sit on the couch watch garbage watch garbage with my girlfriend while we just hang out and come up with ideas and that is just anything you know just you know once you kind of start working on it you go down a rabbit hole of you know maybe a bunch of Jesus-y ideas there's a bunch of dead animal ideas or a bunch of whatever and one out of ten maybe works maybe zero out of ten works and you go back to it and refine it so I always have stuff in that pot of just stuff that I'm kind of in the process of um, concepting Uh, from there. The ones that I kind of like, I start working on, whether it's like a figure or if it's some kind of anti-figure coming up with whatever little novelty or something that I need while also uh, doing card art in Photoshop. And then I usually have something that's like built, ready to go, that I'm ready to put out the door so something in all phases. So as I'm putting something out the door, something that's just getting wrapped up is getting ready to go out the door and something that's just being concepted is getting ready to be built so it can go out the door later. And 
that's kind of the machine. Big commissions tend to hit, throw a hiccup into that, which is yeah. why I don't always do them. But um, they also help break that up. So Yeah, because you just had a giant commission recently, didn't you? Yeah, the end of last year was bananas for me. It was um, a huge commission for John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, who ended up never Damn. posting about it. A few people have. A few they, We made um, gifts for family and friends for them. Yeah. And a few people posted theirs. Um, Kim did right before her and Kanye announced their divorce. So yeah. it's the effect our, my toys have on people, I guess. And <laughs> uh, like Whitney Cummings posted hers. She shit all over it though. Cause she didn't think she like, looked good on it. So big. I think maybe they weren't happy with them or whatever. I mean, either way they paid, but we never really heard anything from it. But yeah. I can't really share the pictures of it, but cat's out of the bag enough that like, uh, you know, a few, what's the Jenner mom's name? She posted the one of her. And oh, yeah, fella. yeah. So, um, but it was huge. I had to work with a few other guys. I worked with um, Dano, mm -hmm. uh, Recall Toys, Ben, um, yeah. Kingdom of Spiders, uh, Miguel, and uh, Weird Kid at School, Mike. And I think that might have been it. Um because it was like, you know, a hundred some figures to do in a really yeah. tight timeline, but it was nice. And, you know, they were really great and easy to work with and they paid quickly. And, um, you know, the other guys were awesome to help out with it, but that was like, uh, I mean, I literally pulled an all nighter to get them out the door to get the last batch out the door. I haven't stayed up all night since college as a 40 year old man staying up all night. Yeah. That is, it like took me two days to recoup from that, but uh, we got it done on time, and uh, it was for me was a little bit of boot camp of um, you know just kind of cranking that stuff out, and it kind of hardens you to it a little bit. Of okay, a run of ten now, it doesn't seem like anything after doing that. So you know, yeah, and I mean, some there's days where it takes like two three days for me to crank out a figure concept and everything. So to have a hundred figures coming out like that is insane. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. And uh, it was, like I said, so huge that these other dudes were able to help. When all was said and done, I mean, I think I probably made 70, something like that, 75. Okay. And um, I, I would be very apprehensive to take on a project like that again. So, yeah. um, but uh, I say that and then I'll, the next time I talk to you, I'll probably be doing something and I'll just yeah. be like ready to kill myself in the middle of some huge project. But uh, yeah, try to do my own thing and then take on a little bit of work too. If I, if it's something cool that I can't say no to, or um, you know, someone I want to work with or something like that. So. Yeah. I find that, I find that uh, a common thread through all people that work with like alternative toys or bootleg toys, whatever we call it. They, have this constant need to like bite off so much i do it whenever i talk to dev and he's like hey i got like there's these shows coming up do you want to be a part of it and without even having an idea i'm like yeah I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like now as it like it grows closer i'm like shit 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 yeah man you know uh yeah, you know, it's hard to say no to that stuff because the shows yeah. are so fun and Dove rules. And like, I mean, everyone at DK is like put on such a fun event, whether it's like virtual or like in person. And um, I know what you mean. And then we all have to deal with the other side of it where we're like, yeah. oh, we have to do it too now. Okay. Yeah, well, you didn't I just guess. want my idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, so someone needs to make that a marketing thing. Like, oh, I'll just come up with ideas and sell those off. Yeah. Can you just make the stuff and put my name on it and I don't have to do it then? So, yeah. I do Instagram lives with a buddy of mine and we, you know, we'll, he'll be drinking and smoking and I'll be drinking. And like the end of the Instagram live is kind of weird because it's like, <laughs> both, like loosened up and whatever. But we'll just be like, shouting ideas at each other and it's like whoever's in here take that idea <laughs> oh yeah 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 just make the dance <laughs> that's funny yeah because it's sometimes like, good ideas come out like that too you yeah. know hanging with someone and kind of heightening weird ideas or yeah. having a, a fellow weirdo on your level too to yeah you know. especially like 
two weirdos that not only are weird, but we also make toys. Like yeah, 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 weird yeah. in the same weirdness, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, when did you cool. start making toys, dude? So I, you and uh, Suck Lord, like, there's that dual thing that kind of like showed me to it. So right before quarantine, I had someone mm-hmm. painting in a facility that I helped run. And he, like, I used to do painting and then I realized, you know what, I'm not as good as these people in San Diego. Like, I I can't keep up. So I'm just going to back out of it. Like, let's find a different creative avenue. Right on. And he was like, you should look at Suck Lord. And so I was like, "Uh, that sounds like a sex shop. So (laughs) (laughs) So I like, I look at him and he's doing all those things. And then I like, you keep scrolling through the hashtags or you keep scrolling through and killer and all these people. And then it comes to the phrase, like everyone starts with that phrase, like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah. 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 Sure. Right. So, you know, I think I'm coming up on a year. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. So I'm adjusting myself here because I'm an old man. (laughs) All right. We're good. Uh, I'm leaving that in the podcast for sure right there. Yeah, that should be good. Let everyone see how broken I am if they can't see my gray hair. So, Oh, no, Um, you're good. We're not posting the video. So Yes. Okay, good to know. Posting about how old you are. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Great. Good to know. So, all right. Well, happy almost one year anniversary, dude. It's awesome. So, okay, so you are making these toys, you get inspired, you sit and you watch uh, movies, watch TV, junk stuff, whatever, and you come up with ideas. So here's the the camps that we see forming in this like alternative toy, indie toy thing. You have like the people that only do uh, molding and casting and that kind of stuff. And then you have the, um, like you find the, the appropriate pieces that fit in those blisters and you design everything else. Where are you at in there? Like, how do you, cause I've seen you do lunch boxes. I've seen you do like, uh, man, there was like a uh, porn thing you looked through. Oh, the Fisher Price movie viewer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thing got broken in a flood, but I was like, I can't get rid of this. We'll find something to do with it. Yeah. I saved it for years for that. And so where do you find yourself in this? Also, what do you call it? Like when you talk to people and they ask what you do, what do you say you do? Like it's, oh. it's hard to say like, oh, I work with toys. That's a tough sell. Yeah, a little bit. I make yeah. toys like, oh, for kids. Yeah. yeah you're like, uh, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it sort of depends who I'm talking to. Like talking to my kids, friends, parents at yeah. school things. Now that stuff's kind of like we're doing outdoor stuff again. Or like, oh, what do you do, Dan? Like I'm self-employed. Like I'm either self-employed. Yeah. I run my own business you know, most people are pretty cool, to be quite honest. Uh, I think the main thing is that some people would be turned off by the amount of religious blaspheming that I do. And then, you know yeah. what? That's fair. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's nothing all that offensive uh, in the sort of yeah. realm of offensive artwork. But it is a weird thing to have to explain. I sell novelty. I sell collectibles is usually what I'll say. I'll tend to leave out the make part just to keep it simple. And <laughs> yeah. uh, if the person I'm talking to isn't proves to not be a total square, maybe I'll get into it a little bit um, with them. But uh, uh yeah, you know, like I like working in all of those mediums that you just mentioned. I yeah. like casting. You know, I have a pot. I cast under pressure. I like the um, sort of craft of casting. I think it's neat. And yeah. I think there's also, for me, since I just love vintage toys, I just love little action figures. Seeing one come out of a thing that you make is boss, and like yeah. that in itself is like, oh, this is cool. So then it's finding the right avenue for that or the right project to use, you know. So not everything I make, I cast. Uh, casting also takes time and you know, supplies. And if it's something that I don't think I can sell a lot of, but I have to cast it and I can't charge a lot realistically for it. You know, then I'll just scrap the project and move on to it, uh, yeah. onto another thing. And if I find a lunchbox at a vintage toy store, that's, you know, the bar, the elephant, and it's like plastic and it's five bucks. Like, yeah, I'll take that and I'll yeah. take the label off. I'll clean it off. And then usually the color of the lunchbox will dictate what I decide to do with it just because 
you know, I mean, that's like a thing. You buy a Beauty and the Beast lunchbox if it's going to have like a purple outside or you buy a strawberry shortcake lunchbox, it's going to be pink or red or something like that. So uh, I kind of like doing everything. I also like sitting and thinking about what could I re-pop that's cheap or easily accessible and package and make bulk of yeah, and not have to charge a whole bunch because it's taken a lot of my time to paint an intricate figure. It's just some kind of novelty, you know, and those I charge pretty little for and just keep them in stock in the store. And it's a totally different way of thinking than creating a lunchbox or, you know, making a intricately painted figure of something. It's like uh, thinking of a way to sell nothing or to sell garbage or to sell cotton balls or whatever it is. Yeah. But I kind of like doing all of that. So I think it's, I've never really been married to one of those avenues or one of those buckets. Like you're kind of mentioning of like the guys that cast, the guys that just do kit bashing or the guys that just do 3D printing or something like that. You know, yeah. I kind of give everything a whirl or just do whatever uh, works for that particular project that I have in mind. Yeah, which is rad. Cause I find myself like, like I'll go a month or so and I'm just doing casting and then I'll like, man, I, I get almost like bored with that. And I'm like, I got to go to the other side and get creative again and start. Yeah. Building. Yeah. Man, production like takes it out of you, you know? And that's like a huge thing for me is now, you know, if I do a run of something that I'm not wild about, I don't love everything I make. I don't even really like everything I make, but it's like, this is fine. This is good. I'd like, let's get it out the door. And if it's something that I'm not great, feeling great about, but it's selling now that I do this for a living, it's like, well, shit, I have to keep selling them and keep them in the store. Yep. I mean, you know how many Mike Pence head flies I've sold? Like I thought after <laughs> the debates, those would go away. Yeah. And then they went on even into Biden's pres presidency. And it's like, people continue to buy them. So I just leave them in stock yeah. because, but you know, the production of having to crank out 200 of these things or 300 of these things, uh, yeah, can be monotonous. And it can give you that, like what you said of, man, I just need to do something that's like creative and fun and maybe, you know, less tedious and um, just a little bit more kind of fun and loose. And um, there's days when I don't want to do that. Like I don't want yeah. to, or I don't want to brainstorm or whatever, but uh, you know, I was a copywriter for so many years and that was the same thing where it's like, Oh, you don't have anything interesting to write about this, whatever it was, whoever I worked for, you know, furniture at the time or kids stuff or whatever. And it's like, Oh, well, I don't give a shit if you don't feel inspired or not, because this is when your work has to be done. So tough. Like you're yeah. a grown up. Great. You're 38 year old man. Go ahead and do it. And um, there, that was just not an option of like, I don't feel inspired about writing this dress about this dresser. Like, well, no shit. Cause the work sucks. So do it. And if I kind of figured if I can do that, for years, um, if it's a thing I like or something that I can get behind, like death by toys that I stand by, um, having to sit down and wrench ideas out of myself, uh, it's fine. It's just part of the, part of the gig. And, yeah. um, it's also a nice break of get out of my studio, get off my, um, chair in my studio at my desk with lights and like get on the couch where it's like comfy and like do some writing or some brainstorming or be downstairs doing some production or something. So having all of that stuff uh, is a nice variety for me. Yeah. Which is like, I think that's a cool way to look at it. Like, like you, that you're willing to bounce around. So it has variety. So you, even people that are like, at the top it's good to know that you guys still struggle sometimes where you're like oh i need variety i need to get through this yeah so yeah you produced the fly and yeah, I, yeah one of like a million of us that made a pen fly. what was crazy is how quickly those came out so yeah kingdom of spiders miguel beat me to it he, he posted his like 17 minutes before mine and it was at like 1 a.m after the debate or something okay so that's so when you watch, what's the, like, if you see something pop culture wise, which the fly took off way more than I ever thought it would. Yeah. Uh, what's the turnaround? Like, are you just cranking it out right there? Just trying to push as hard as you can? 
Yeah, a little bit. If it's something like that, that's not going to be too hard to make. Um, yeah. You know, I've told, I mean, it's quarantine and I'm a single dad. I got my kids half the time, other half the time I'm by myself. My girlfriend's around, but she's an artist. And sometimes I will, you know, it's that. It's like, well, dude, I just sold X amount of these things that I did not expect anybody to buy, but I kept upping the quantity. And now I have 65 of these to make and it's like well that's what the next two days are going to be for me yeah and it just means two days of cutting cards mounting you know i won't put a quantity in if i don't have like the inventory for the thing like if i didn't have flies ready to go yeah but if i got the supplies uh you know and they're selling i'll just up the quantity and know that if it means a day or two of me just having to sit and just do one after another after another of a single thing yeah by the end of those two days i'm like sick of them but it's like it also meant two days of me being able to do that instead of having to be at crate and barrel as a copywriter anymore and yeah it's like you know what that's why i don't i'll do it i don't mind a full day of packing boxes or something like that or you know a pallet of cardboard boxes showing up to my house and it's like ugh all right, I don't even know where to put seven rolls of bubble wrap. I could just pile it yeah. around, you know? And it's like, well, again, I'd rather live like this than not have that stuff and have to continue to write somewhere where I just don't want to anymore or do something I don't want to. I spent too yeah. long, so. And I saw you, so yeah, he cranked it out. So it's like, he cranked it out, then you 17 minutes later. And then I don't know if you saw the progression. Like there were people that cranked it out and then there were people that made like full bootleg action figures of the fly. Like it just kept getting bigger. And bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was like, man, you're just trying to stand out because there's so many people in front of you. <laughs> I and so and what's crazy is like you guys had to have had those flies on hand, right? Yes. So it could have I had a lot of fly. Okay. I mean, dude, I got a I mean, I have so much stuff here. I mean, yeah. I have a box of just animals and besides that i have the box of just snakes and like i just have so much so i dug through and found a fly and i think if i hadn't i would have faked it with something and uh immediately went on somewhere and sourced a bunch of flies yep which Five days later, you couldn't get them anywhere. Everyone was buying them because crafters on Etsy and everyone was buying them. They were putting them on gray wigs as like yep. a, like a, a Mike Pence cosplay thing. So we were, we were all just assholes that were on board with the fly. Uh, and uh, yeah, some of the action figure ones, I can't remember who it was. Mug, Mug Costanza or Medusa's Wild. Uh, it might have one. been Medusa's Wild. That did yeah, that. did one with the Baxter body, which looked yeah. really cool too. And uh, yeah, I mean, to some degree, lucky break that I had a fly sitting around. But on the other hand, I've prepped like a lunatic for so many years by just yeah. hoarding stuff. So, so you, yeah, and it's like you at some level planned for this moment when that <laughs> fly was on that head. <laughs> That's right. That's why I don't throw away anything, dude. I don't toss yeah. any little animal. I don't throw away any little part. It's just at some point, it's like, I need a tiny coffee mug. Like, well, yep. Dano Bananos sent me a care package with a tiny mug in it. And that's why I don't toss that stuff. So you just, you never know. Yeah. And it's cool to see. I don't know um, if you like, if you notice, but they're like toy artists. There's a couple that I know do this really well. Um, Sir Collect a lot does this super well. So as it ebbs and flows with like the Capital Riots or ACAB and all that stuff's going wild, like he's just producing figure after figure, getting it ready and just like launching them. Yeah. So it's like the tide just keeps going. So whatever natural thing is going to happen next, I can count on so many of you guys to just already have that produced and ready for me. We interrupt this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Well, you come to the right place. Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci-fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, toys, toys. They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys, and toys, 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 and t-shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. 
I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. Toys. Hey, look at that over there! It's a spaceship! Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com That's earth2kentucky.com Or just land your spaceship when they're open. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, that's kind of the nice thing about doing this is that we don't have to wait for specs to be drawn up and then a sample to come in from a factory and then to approve that and then have those get manufactured and then sent over. I mean, manufacturing action figures. I mean, it's, you're looking at like a year turnaround, you know, I mean, maybe not necessarily that could be more, could be less, but it is a long time. It's certainly not a night of thing of like, I have an idea for this figure. Get the factory on the phone. We want Mike Pence flies <laughs> in 18 minutes, you know, but yeah. it's like with us, we can't do that. We can print something out right here, chop it up, do it. It's, um, it's fun. It's awesome. Yeah. And what's, so as I start to see more and more people do that, people are getting super good at it. Like, I, I know that there's people that generally are like, man, I want to put out like their theme is like, I want to put out these ugly figures or I want to put out these like, weird looking things that look like a two-year-old made it mm-hmm. man like which is how my brand started by the way like i chose oh, right go because i was like uh i'm gonna put out some shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then i realized oh i actually like this it's Maybe. fun yeah yeah. yeah yeah and your stuff looks good man thanks so do you uh when you produce do you do runs or are you usually like and so for runs, like I'm talking like DKE or like conventions, is that something that you do often or do you rarely? Uh, not a lot. Yeah. I've done one big run for Dove just because he would not leave me alone about Adam and Steve. I and knew I, it was that one. And I love Dove to yeah. death. And I've never met him in person, but we've talked on the phone, Kami. We've just, he's helped me with so much stuff. Yeah. He's such a righteous dude. And uh, I was like, fine, my man. No, and it was because he ended up having someone else cast them. It ended up me not even really having to do very much. Okay. So he made that happen. In terms of really cranking out big numbers for conventions and stuff, I don't do it too often. Um, I tend to sell stuff through my store. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I like doing gallery stuff. I like doing, you know, maybe a piece or two for some kind of con splitting it with either you know whether it's like the convention takes a cut or you know doing an art piece i like doing that because you know people complain oh the gallery takes a cut when you do that but it's like yeah you're also so proud in posting pictures of your art in this awesome gallery yeah doesn't it seem like that that's worth it to you to be able to like help support this gallery by also showing your art and um so uh yeah, when I do stuff, I'll do runs, but I tend to just do it for me. And, yeah. um, you know, it's got to be the right fit if I do something for someone else. So because, and we've talked, like, you've got so many different pots going. How many ideas would you say, this is a, probably a hard number to think about, of, like, toys that you have started or wanted to start that you've just thrown away because you're like, no, nah, that's not going to work? Oh, started as in be in construction or design or just like I mean dude I have hundreds of ideas and notebooks that even get refined it's usually like uh the way my notebook tends to work and it's worked like this for like a decade since I've even as like a copywriter or writing for other stuff um is like this page has this much info the next page has about half from that first page carried over into there, then flushed out with some more new stuff. And then the next page is like half of that. So as you go through certain ideas kind of keep coming through and they keep, they won't go away. And it's like Jesus with a boner. And it's like, that would kill. (laughs) And then it's like two, three pages later, it's like, yeah, this isn't going to kill. This is not, you know, Yeah. I have maybe a handful of card backs that I've designed that I've never done figures for. Uh, I could probably say that most of them I will at some point do a figure for, but for the most part, if I start designing something and there's not a major hiccup, meaning like this absolutely doesn't work or there's, I don't know. I don't know what the issue would be, but if it's, if I can pull it off, 
and it's fine. I mean, I don't like to say that I put out mediocre work, but I do this for a living and not every idea is going to be a banger and not every idea is going to be my best idea. Yeah. Uh, so for the most part, if I've got something designed on a card or I've got a figure or some kind of idea that'll kind of work, I'll suck it up, just shit out the card idea or yep. whatever second part I need to do and just get it done, get it in the store, get it out the door and be done because I'd rather have that money and have it just be, there's just something too of finishing a project and yeah. it just keeps me finishing projects, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I, there's like, you know, I, with all those times I've bit off too much and like tried to, and had to produce, I, we know that pain of being stressed like crazy, but when it's done, you're like, Oh, I could do that again. If I really had to, like, it just yeah. feels so good. Totally. Um, yeah, it's, uh, Plenty of unpleasant times when I've been like, this project sucks. I hate this. Yeah. And I used to complain about that on social and stuff. And people would be like, just give it up or what? It's fine. You don't have to finish it. And other people were like, power through and get it done. And to be quite honest, I can see both um, camps. I could yeah. see, dude, you're doing this for fun. Why are you even doing it then if it's not fun? I mean, I was doing that kind of going through that kind of stuff, even when I was still, um, working full time as a copywriter in corporate America. Like I'd still like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing for recreation. And I'm like annoyed about these projects that I'm doing, but um, that's also partly why I like doing this stuff is like, get it right. And yeah. the process is usually fun, but there's going to be times when it's not. And, you know, I think if I hadn't powered through then too, during that stuff, I probably wouldn't have been as ready um, when I um, started doing this full time. Uh, yeah. to kind of be ready to like, you know, days on end of just, you know, factory work almost, it feels like sometimes. So with all this producing and like trying to crank all these things out, what's your most produced toy that you've sold the most of? Oh, uh, I, man, I could probably tell just by looking at my store envy, probably thoughts and prayers. Um <laughs> maybe deadbeat so dads yeah. it's like one of the ones that has nothing in it so it's okay. like on one hand it's kind of it was a lucky break that it was something that i don't actually have to keep on hand the thoughts and prayers are the bane of my existence because it's two bubbles on one but you can't really get away one thing i've learned is that you can't really get away with charging more because it has a two-pack yep. you can a little bit but you know, a one-off that you could sell for a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks, you know, you're not going to get 400 for it. Um, un unless you're, there's a few toy artists that I will say, I feel I can get away with it. But yeah. generally as a rule, a two pack is, you know, almost twice the work and it's uh, rarely working out to twice the money. Uh, but luckily with thoughts and prayers, having nothing in them kind of makes it easy. And those are ones that this year, my hope, my thought and prayer is to have those or deadbeat dads manufactured, um, which I don't want to do overseas. That was the one thing I've always said I would not do with death by toys is get stuff produced overseas. Yeah. Um, but I, enough packaging companies domestic that I could work with to do heat sealing and uh, it would be nice just to have someone else die cut some cards yeah. Heat seal some empty bubbles onto them with the art and just have them on, uh, on hand in stock because those aren't exactly pieces that people buy too for the handcrafted nature of them because it's nothing. There's nothing in there. It's a joke. Yeah. So uh, that's one thing that I think at some point down the line, you might see those even dropping in price and just because I don't have to make them anymore. So yeah. And they're rad. Like what's Thank crazy is I've seen those, uh, the one I see the most of out of everything, uh, lately is, um, the magnifying glass one. No. Yeah. 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 Just a magnifying glass. It's got the little thing about your tiny dick at the bottom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in the in the little sub line there, but yeah, yeah. It's just supposed to look like a little Sherlock Holmes Which yeah, is magnifying glass. So good. And then I see, That's uh, true. For the longest time, I was seeing clown pubes, which was so fun. Oh, yeah. That, oddly yeah. enough, I couldn't believe that people were like, 
the, yeah, the, the, those sold. Yeah, God pubes, nobody gave a shit about those. I could not, I sold probably 1% of what I've sold, like for the God pubes from the clown pubes. Yeah. Like, I don't, my fingers just are not on the pulse of America or the world when it's like, we're good with clown pubes. Get that God pubes shit out of my face. We're yeah. not having that. I'm like, but okay. then you sold out of uh, the cosplay, the Jesus cosplay one. Uh, so I took those out of the store oh, because bummer. this is, I'm, we're letting out some secrets here. Secrets that no one really gives a shit. You want about. in the podcast? I can cut it. Nope. It's fine. I wouldn't have brought uh, it up if I didn't, thought it was a secret is that those nails. So the nails that I wanted to use that would read at a glance as nails, meaning mm-hmm. not some kind of specialty nail, like, or like a drywall screw or something like it needed to just be the classic nail with the T. I didn't want like uh, anything mm-hmm. and a certain size I needed so that the three could fit in the bubble. And when I, with however many nails I bought, every nail that you get, because it's just cranked out of some giant scary man machine. Yeah. It's just covered in grease or oil or has a little bit on it. Oh. And it gummed up the package. So then I tried to clean them. And I swear to God, there is no time efficient way to clean every bit of grease. Because even just wiping them Jeez. down a little bit would get on like the underneath part. And then one of the other nails, the head would hit that underneath side and then touch the package. And then you'd get a black spot. So I had to like wipe them down with rubbing alcohol. I ran a bunch in the dishwasher and they all just came out rusted and ruined my colander. (laughs) I was like, okay, I got to buy another hundred nails now for this. So for what I could realistically charge for those, because it's just a stupid little novelty. And with the amount of work that involves to be able to sell them without gumming up and messing up the inside of the package, uh, I just took them out of the store until I could figure it out. If I find like toy nails or like kids, you know, like something like that, that maybe work. Um, uh, But yeah, just something I had not thought about was just, uh, yeah, nails aren't clean. And when you put them in a package, yeah, it's white. It's just gonna gum them up. So, which is crazy because we all like we at some point have built something, so you know in the back of your head, but that's not something you probably think about as you're building the. No, totally. And it's just, I mean, every project, buildings, you know, trying to repop some kind of everyday object for a novelty or painting a figure. It's just nonstop running into a little thing. Oh shit, this arm's a little too wide for this uh, body or this you know, hand doesn't look quite right or the neck doesn't fit through the neck hole or these things are covered in grease and I can't put them in the package or um, whatever, whatever it is. But uh, that kind of problem solving and stuff is kind of fun. I mean, it's creative work anyways. And like I said, it beats copywriting. So um, yeah. I'll, so I'll take it. Are you so that's a that's a good little segue. Have you gotten in trouble or had any cease and desist orders come through or gotten in trouble with any copy copywriting or anything like that? No, I've lucked out. Only okay. one director was ever shitty to me, and that's Jim Winorski from uh Chopping Mall. But he's mm-hmm. also just kind of like a sad. I mean, he does like uh doesn't even do like good porno. He does like just kind of goofy, like uh uh, like parody porn, like hill, the hills have thighs or whatever. Yeah, so the best kind. Fine. Not yeah, not gonna slam him <laughs> for any of that, but the, for doing stuff like that, he takes himself so seriously and was real shitty to me about it. Despite despite me trying to reach out to him too, um, beforehand, um, yeah. and Corman, but he was super shitty. And then I told him, I was like, yeah, I have one for you, dude. And then he was like, oh, well, they're really great. I really love them. And I was like, I don't know what it is you wanted. Did you just want one? Like, uh, so he's, uh, so I, and to be quite honest, I've bad mouthed him on multiple, uh, in print (laughs) and, and I just don't care. Uh, but no, dude, to be quite honest, nobody ever really has. I've played it safe fish as, um, my presence has become a little bit more and more known. And, uh, 
But for the most part, if I'm doing something that's some kind of IP that I shouldn't be messing around with, uh, I'm either doing one and I'm making it very clear this is like a piece of fan art. Like I just did something with Batman. I don't think I've ever Hell done yeah. anything with Batman. Um, but, uh, you know, no, a anyone whose property I've dealt with that's like a tribute to them with the exception of Jim Wynorski, um, yeah. has been like awesome about it. And it's just been like taking it the way they should, which is this was not a money-making scheme for me of I'm going to get rich quick by capitalizing off of this mildly popular 80s franchise that yeah. only some people have heard of. It's like people take it as like a, like what it is, like a tribute. And um you know, because of that, I'll still do them here and there and know that generally people seem to be pretty cool about it. And I still get surprised when I make something um, for fun based on something. And then either that person or someone from that show or someone who created whatever that piece of art is um, reaches out and is cool or reshares it or something. That's kind of always fun to me. And it still continues to surprise me. Yeah, which makes me think of the Jimmy Fallon, like that uh, figure that gets on there. Like somehow, however it happened, they got in touch with and got your figure and gave it to the guy that it was about, which is pretty rad. Yeah, that was a really crazy long project. Actually, we did like 10 or 12 of those as mm. like uh, giveaways. And then I got a call on like a Thursday or something that was like, hey, we want one more that can move so that Jesse can move the arms because we want to put it on the Tonight Show. Can you make one more and overnight it for us? And uh, I was working full time at the time and I was seeing this girl who was not pleased about the fact that I was like, yeah, we can't hang out because I have to make a man in a karate outfit. Sorry, but uh, yeah, it's fine. And I overnighted it was a big ordeal the Fallon people almost didn't get it but I was working with the studio who made that movie Art of Self-Defense mm -hmm. and with the Fallon people so the three of us were coordinating that day and someone from UPS some lady from customer service I had her get on the phone with the driver because they had missed the delivery and I was like this is for Jimmy Fallon and she was like Oh, I love Jimmy Fallon. I was like, good, thank you. Then this will work. <laughs> we need to call him and have him bring it back to that studio. And then they did. And, yeah. you know, they, I got a message like an hour before they were um, going to rehearse or something and was like, we got it. Uh, the Fallon people are coming to pick it up. And, yeah. uh, but that was fun. And that was like a, like an actual licensed thing that I did with the studio for them. For yeah. That. And that freaking savage opened it up on stage that was the joke they wanted him to open it i mean you could see how quick he was to tear into it too yeah. because that was like the plan was for um him to open it and just kind of show that it's just this shitty toy that doesn't do anything and i also a lot of people don't like jesse eisenberg because he's weird and quirky and quite frankly he just has ocd which is kind of like a shitty reason to hate or to not like somebody yeah but he also is like a great actor and is genuinely kind of strange. Cause like, uh, I don't know. I didn't expect him to the whole, he, he like opened it up with a whole bit about how he's excited to have his own figure, but then this company's only making 10 of them because yeah. he's not that popular. <laughs> and I was like, that's like kind of a funny take. And, you know, it was sort of like, um, uh, like deprecating it was like sort of self-deprecating for himself of like he wasn't popular enough to merit more than 10 figures but still like drop my name to be like it's a great company that like does small runs and like he didn't have yeah. to do any of that kind of stuff and um was a yeah it was a fun very strange strange night for me you know and then what's fucked up man is that then i was up late waiting for that you know i got a text from someone that was like they just teased it or whatever and i was like i didn't even know what level of involvement it would be you know and i was so stoked like screen grab stuff was like man this is you know i was so worried about the um fedex ordeal beforehand or yeah. UPS or whatever it was and Went to bed and then the next morning I had to just get up and go write about adult 
or like kids furniture and just like home furnishings and was like this sucks man like I was like the night before so stoked on this whole thing and now here I am like you know writing about press board or you know kiln fired dry you know or whatever like it's shit that doesn't matter yeah totally man um so that was like a big point for me of like nah like we'll we'll eventually try to make this work out and do this yeah so uh i was walking something that kind of goes along with that jesse eisenberg thing i i walked into uh this like replay toy boutique place it's basically like a glorified thrift shop just for toys oh right on and uh she was super nice and she was like hey what do you do and i was like oh like i i'm just here looking for toy i make bootleg toys or indie toys or whatever the hell i said and she was like wait are you death by toys (laughs) and i was like before i could get out the word no she was like i have seen the clip of your stuff on jimmy fallon and i was like Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not death by toy. <laughs> she just take it at that point, dude. You'll do better with it than I will. Well, I, that name, so. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you're not? Bummer. And then that was the end of the conversation. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. You're yeah. super sweet to me. So, I'll get the hell out of my store. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it, it was a cool moment to like, to not only be able to say like, oh, no, no, but I know who that guy is. Like I've seen him and. Uh, but she for sure was uninterested in anything that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all just bearded weirdo dudes though? Anyways, we can all pass off for each other, I guess. To some We're degree. all bearded weirdos that play with toys. Yeah, kind of. We're, it's definitely a club. <laughs> and now with like, I don't know if you've noticed, but Suck Lord's now moving into like the NFT world and it's like, you were already dominating the toy world. Do you really need to dominate another world? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird world, man. NFTs, yeah. man, and crypto art. And, you know, it's strange. We're living yeah. in a very strange time right now where, like, the NFT world and the NFT playing field was, like, different, significantly different, like, five months ago than it yeah. is now. I mean, like, it is something that, like, whether it's going to have Beanie Baby situation where it will just tank or it is something that's going to stay regardless the sort of quick punch that it's made into everyone's brain and into like actual like marketplace has been crazy man yeah i for sure think you brought up beanie babies my mom when i was little used to collect so many of them oh yeah that's fun that's endearing when it's a mom doing that i don't know why i allow that i feel like that's great (laughs) it's the perfect mom thing you know but then it was like i i thought it was the dumbest thing when i was growing up but now i'm like man i could bootleg those i should call dove and be like hey your next dke like i got a weird thing that i'm gonna do just say yes i I promise i'll I'll provide (laughs) (laughs) just see what he says but yeah i like i think bootlegging is just such a weird world and it's expanding and growing and um, yeah, it's evolving totally yeah and now with going into some kind of digital stuff with like nfts and um yeah i'm the the type of person that wants to try everything so i was like oh you know what let's let's create a couple nfts let's get it going and it was like it was a cool moment but then you realize like I like to watch those videos that kind of shit on things and they like dumb sure. it down for people. And so I was watching a video and they were like, yeah, you get to pay like two, $300 for a code, not actually the art, but just the code. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dang. That's, that's a bummer when you say it like that, man. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely ways to make it sound like it's just a giant pyramid scheme or some kind of yeah. just hoax. But, you know, you also think about the amount of pushback during cryptocurrencies introduction. And that was like a total, you know, of like crypto, just flush your shit down the toilet, you know? And yeah. it's like, well, I don't know. That was a while ago and it's still here and it is a thing now, you know? Yeah. And so crypto art who knows uh that's interesting i didn't know that you had kind of gotten into nft space at all yeah Um, you know just to test it out just to see like hey how's this gonna work uh because it was i don't know if you've seen the movie ready player one 
Uh, no, I've read the book, which is the most pompous thing to respond with. And I wish I hadn't just responded that way. Yeah. But I'm saying that to say that I'm familiar with the story. You need to do a hair flip next time you do something. As well. this <laughs> yeah. <bad. laughs> While painting my nails. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I've been, I, I've been told that it's essentially like if we move to that type of world or whatever that's going to look like, mm-hmm. that essentially your code that you bought, that NFT will be an art piece in the house, in the world that you've created. Oh, okay. Sure. Which is cool. I mean, that does me no good here. Like there's yeah, a company, I know. So how about now though? Yeah. Do I get to look at it on a, my phone or on a screen instead? Yeah. But. And I mean, there's a rad company that did it. Uh, I wish I, Nick, McGritty, Nick Gritty. I don't know what it was called, uh, but they produce these like cans with giant smiley faces on them. And uh, when you bought it, it was like two grand, but it, it came in this like plexiglass case with a screen. So your art actually is like showing Oh, as well as you have the code, like a physical thing to show it off. Yeah. That's crazy. It's rad, and I it, it sold out. I think in a couple minutes. But oh yeah, yeah. But it was something that's like no one else has created anything like that. So it was cool. Yeah, to see. it's a neat space, and it's a neat kind of thing. If you're, um, I think, if you're in the business of you know making a one-off that you want to make available to people in some way, more than one person. Um, I don't know, maybe there is room in the NFT world for that of, you know, you release a figure and you sell just that one figure, but then here's like 10 variants with color variants or something or, you know, as NFTs. And um, I don't know. I don't know what that would look like for me. It's nice to hear that you've kind of gotten into it. I think um, this year will be me. I'm dipping my toe into that and seeing what it's like. And just, I mean, why not? I just kind of like to check out everything to some degree. So I need um, some religious art NFTs. That would be, (laughs) yeah, you you Uh, got it. My man, I want those hanging on my virtual wall when I have my virtual house. I'll come virtual visit and look (laughs) at it together. So we we're closing up uh, this podcast, but before we go, uh, the last part I love to leave to the people that I interview. So it's like, uh, I mean, usually the question is like, hey, where do we find you? But your name is Giant, so I don't think that one's a problem. But more or less, like if people want to get to you, uh, they want to custom, they want to figure out how to work with you, what's that process look like? How do they get to you um, and how do we book things? Uh, I mean, well, first of all, I probably won't work with you. But with you, <laughs> a random person listening, if you drop me a line, I just I don't have time. I'm not really doing commissions these days. Yeah. I'm working on a very small few projects with some other clients, but you know, you want to get in touch or you have an idea or, you know, think that we could do some kind of work together. I do respond. Even if it's something that I don't think I can do, I will respond. And I'm not an asshole. I'm not, I sounded like an asshole when I just said I probably wouldn't work (laughs) with you, but I'm being more just honest that uh, commissions aren't really open just due to time. But uh I don't know. Drop me a line wherever I can be. There's a, you know, you can contact me through my store, um, my website through most social channels. Yeah. Um, I check up on enough because anytime I post something new in the store, I post through all channels. I mean, I literally only post to my, um, the death by toys, Facebook page because there are some people that buy stuff specifically just through there like people Mm -hmm. who just follow me through facebook so it's like fine i'll send that through that channel but uh you know i check everything so get a hold of me somehow if you don't hear back immediately that's because i'm an idiot with messages and i just don't (laughs) get back to people but yeah um you know i say that i'm i won't work with anybody or that i'm too busy to work with stuff but again uh i've gotten to do some cool projects that if those people hadn't reached out um I wouldn't have been able to do. So I'm not going to say don't reach out, but yeah. And uh, I'll say uh, if you're listening, turn on those post notifications. Cause those figures go so quick. Once no. they're posted, it's like, I saw the Batman one. I was like, Oh, that's dope. I'm going to go check. And I was like, nah, you know what? It's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sold real quick. I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Dano Banano and I had a big talk about what that does to our anxiety levels of watching something that we've made a one, a one-off. I mean, which is really all Dano does for the most part, but just yeah. watching that and seeing 
what that does to our self-esteem so quickly of, well, it's been two minutes and no one bought this shit. Like, okay, just yep. calm down, put your phone down and go pee. And maybe when you get back, it will be, have been three minutes and maybe it will sell. And Yeah. Um, Which is, or not. And if it doesn't sell, you're not worthless. You're still a functioning human being with something to offer to the world. And it's, yeah. so, but yeah, that will drive me to anxious levels sometimes <laughs> but I, I mean, appreciate it all of us yeah so hey thanks for giving me your time man yeah, uh, thanks dude i appreciate it abe this was fun man On tap. The next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're going to want to listen to it. It's not right now, though. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on tap. The next one's going to be good, too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on tap. Awesome.